0: Peculiar Objects Season 2 is inspired by the teen horror films of the 1980s that our parents definitely should have been more aware that we were watching. It will never include any kind of sexual violence, but may contain references to alcohol, drugs, and addiction, child endangerment, and body horror that some may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only 80s podcast that went sunbathing with a Mogwai once, but only once. I am your filthy and in need of a Black and Decker Dustbuster Plus and host, Nigel Collins. With me are three other people that have made mistakes in their lives. I am your chiseled
0: jaw S smart employee who read the wrong words in the Necronomicon, Anthony Moore, and I am playing KR.
2: I am your unfortunate production assistant who lost at drawing straws and had to do the things to Howie Mandel to make him produce all of the Mugwai noises. And also, actually owns a cat named Mugwai, uh, old C.W. Hills, and I play Jubilee Reynard DeSoto, Esquire.
0: When did he become a lawyer? When he passed the bar. <laughs> Must have been
1: a low bar. It was behind bars currently, so... Aren't they all, baby? (laughs) Hey!
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I am your billionaire playboy philanthropist who nearly threw it all away for drugs and hooker. I am Steve Mams, and I play Jamal. I like
1: that it's one hooker. Just... Or, hooker yeah, yeah singular uh, hooker. or the, the probably no term now that is we
3: know of. Hooker,
2: of course i hardly know
1: her <laughs> of course uh this is peculiar objects uh this is a kids on bike podcast where we recreate all your favorite 80s TV. bikes there's more than one bike kids on bikes okay fine kids on bikes <laughs> yet no you know what i'll stick to it cause what i've seen maybe one or two in the last couple episodes so we got to get you guys Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. well you yeah. have we quick question nigel how many bikes does jamal have that gets mentioned every single time two, but we've seen him oh,
0: on three, one two
3: that's true mm-hmm. my body technically out two out of three bike. of us have
0: ridden rode bikes uh is the only person who does not ride a bike in a kid's on bike adventure i
2: rode a bike i rode a bike and almost ran an old lady down
1: this is a Kids on Bikes uh podcast where we recreate all your favorite 80s teen horror movies. You know, movies yeah. like The Evil Dead, uh The Fog, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh The Gate,
2: The Blob.
1: Ooh. I like that. That's that's one movie that haunted me as a child, actually. Yeah. I should I was I just rewatched that today. Like the 80s blob me up. or Steve McQueen's 50? Yeah, the good one. Oh, this is fair. No. I okay. This is me throwing this out there. I want to Man. make a scary Jack Frost movie that is they the blob. They did
3: that.
2: Oh. I Wait, to... go, go on. Sh- so, show your work. So it's legit <laughs> towards fucking.
1: like, it's a snow day, but like the snow okay. hadn't fallen. It was suddenly there. And so like the townsfolk has to deal with running around and having to go up against the blob. That's a snow thing. So everyone's getting like freezer burn and like all sorts of horrific, Ooh. uh, practical effect magics that we can do with that, so. I'm here for that. And then you could have, you know, like a Freddy Krueger-ish Jack Frost-like sometimes talking shit, forming forms, and scaring scares. (laughs)
2: You mean like the kind of scares you find in the 80s,
1: Nigel? You know what? Yeah. And you know who else we're going to be finding there? Who's These three guys who are oh. talking to me about this pitch. Uh, Anthony, Casey, and Steve. They're going to be playing teenagers in the year 198x. They're going through this 80s nostalgia-fueled adventure, and they hit an Alaska-Nadia port town of Spencer's Folly. Uh, like I was saying, I'm Nigel Collins. I'm your guys' GM, your host, uh, your storyteller. I am here to guide these guys through this journey of madness and macabre you know or you know our parent teacher conference one or the other which you know potato potato with that
0: fantastic opening nigel
1: thank A you yeah that's solid. all top 10 well done top 10 top 10
2: because this is the 10th episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh yeah you know what uh but we did have a, a, a chapter 9 that we should probably brush over a bit. Uh Casey, you got something for we me? We did.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. Uh in fact, I've got the uh I've got the security cam footage from the uh parking lot of the uh, Bob's ba- the the Beaver Dam Zero here. I think I can go ahead and uh spool those up. Thank you. If it's co- Let me just... If it's
1: Kokomo, so help me goodness, Casey.
2: It's not Kokomo. It is it is not Kokomo. How do you feel about Bananarama? If
3: it's not Unfair. coconut, so help me God.
1: <laughs> Who will you please, Casey? <laughs> it better no. Who will you satisfy? Who make me choose? Is it going to be your players, no! your GM, or the audience? We shall find out now on Peculiar Objects. Previously on Peculiar Objects. Marshall Redwood slams the brakes. Listen, what I just did could have cost me my job. I'm not asking you to be appreciative. I just need you to understand and to stop talking to me right now. I'm getting you to your parents, and that's the end of it for me.
3: Look, man, the time you're wasting explain that to us, you could have been telling us what happened to our friend. He knows something. He knew they were coming.
1: You see K.R. kind of have his hand up. And uh, Jamal, you recognize it as the old handshake you guys used to do with each other when you were younger.
3: Yeah, plus one different friendship. Soon you can date.
0: I I whisper and I say, we still need to talk about this. And I pull out my parchment. uh, I slide the map over to him. And then I say, there's a picture I got to show you when I can get it developed.
1: I need you to be honest with me. What's the point of being honest with you if you're not going to believe me? You're acting like a big shot, running around the town, doing exactly what your father was doing when he was your age.
2: Stop talking about my father.
1: He's not taking you home, or either one of you. And in fact, you guys are in uh the center of town. Uh And he parks in front of the PTA building.
0: Why did I make the PTA evil? <laughs>
1: You're not the only kids that went missing in the last three weeks, so... Chapter 10 The Bastards of Spencer's Folly Spencer's Folly, 1710 Their mother was dead. The town folks had killed an innocent, wonderful woman. They took her teeth, nose, and filed down her fingers. They then hung her from her neck and burned her body. The orphan sat ashed, covered with soot, and the shadow of her body swaying with the autumn wind. The twins clutched her charred leather shoe that had fallen off. The children did not understand why the town had done this to her. They had only been here for half of a fortnight. The orange and yellow moosewood leaves framed their mother in a way that made some of the children think she was an angel floating above them. She looked how they imagined Helen of Troy looked. The other children thought she looked like a levitating raven-haired Hera, consumed with rage and revenge, surrounded by an endless fire. The almond tree's base was scorched at the root that was covered in her blood and the branch held the frayed rope taut as the end of it spun effortlessly. The lake surrounding them seemed too deep, almost infinite that day. The marshal had left a few rafts for the children to use to get back on land. He set up a small fire and sat on a stump, just to let the orphans know he was there for them. The oldest orphan volunteered to climb up the tree to cut down their mother, but the youngest was afraid that, she would get hurt from falling from such a height. So, half of the orphans scooped away the ashes of the fire, while the other half gathered piles upon piles of leaves and began raking them into a large mound to catch their mother from her fall. The oldest climbed quickly, pulled out his Chippewa knife, struggled for a few seconds, but was able to cut her down, as well as collecting what was left of the rope off of the branch. Their mother fell into her earthly bed. The orphans surrounded her remains. Each child spoke of a lesson or a story about their mother that they felt best represented what she meant to them in their short-lived experience of Belladora, except for the youngest. The orphans lifted their mother as best they could from the leafy scattered ground and carried her onto the first raft. When they arrived to shore, the marshal asked them where would they wished for her to be buried. They decided in the vale between two white avens-covered hills, where they spent a happy moment playing and making necklaces and bracelets out of the flowers. The youngest orphan, who did not speak on the aisle, hugged her mother, took off her white avens bracelet and placed it onto her mother's fragile wrist. The marshal helped dig up the grave six feet under as was the custom with disposing during the plague, but the orphans refused his help with placing her body in it. When the last child was pulled out from their mother's final resting grounds, a translucent green glow had emerged around her. Roots began weaving around her smoldered limbs, her broken neck, and her raven hair. Before the marshal could do anything, belladora was swallowed up into the ground the children laid down a piece of paper with something written on it and covered with a pile of rocks the marshal bewildered by what he had just seen and torn from knowing he was in charge of finding these children their new homes by any means was at the moment overcome with curiosity and blurted out without thinking what did the paper say The children turned around and began walking back towards town, all except for the youngest. The marshal bent down to look at this girl. Everything she knew was about to be taken from her. And with red, sad eyes, she looked at the marshal and cheerlessly repeated her mother's dying words, Where I lay, I shall not burn. We bring you guys back to DeSoto being left in an interrogation room. Uh DeSoto, it's ten minutes since you and your mom kinda had the blowout. And like nobody's been interacting with you guys.
2: So she, so she and I are still in here.
1: No, she got up and left at uh at the end. So you're in there by yourself.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll be right here, Memo. No, of course. No, you have to go attend to the other DeSoto family motto. Work until your family forgets you.
1: You're sitting there for a minute, if you will, uh, just by yourself. Uh, uh, You're kind of hearing murmuring happening down uh, the hallway. Uh, DeSoto, can you roll me a brains of eight?
2: Absolutely. Raroo.
1: Uh that's a ten. Okay. Cool. Um it sounds kind of panicked. Uh mm. they said it's a lot of people saying, um, I don't know, it's like he just won't stop. Like, we need to lock down. Next
2: mm is the door locked? Uh you could check. I would like to check.
1: Uh go for it, bud. So um you check and it's actually unlocked currently. Escape.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, um... I poked my head... Well, because, like, look. No, no matter what happens, my mom has indicated that she is not super interested in, like, sharing information with me or working with me on this. So, uh, she just made her own job harder, and that's her own damn fault. So... Um I am gonna go ahead and as inconspicuously as possible just slip out of this room and uh, see if I can find the source of this susuration and drop an eve or two. Okay. Uh
1: DeSoto, um I need you to roll me uh, a flight of four. Sure.
2: Uh that's a six. I rolled a six. Hold well on you.
1: Um you're able to slip out of the room quietly. Yeah. Um
2: I set my coat to silent.
1: Yeah, the uh, down the hall you see um three cops and their guns are already drawn. Ooh. Uh not on you, their backs are turned to you actually. All right. Um you see the other end of the hallway, uh there is a a fire exit as well as mm-hmm. a bathroom.
2: Hmm. Well, just for the moment, I want to see if I can ascertain anything more about what they're talking about. Like, if I can gather any context or any more information about who he is mm. or what he's doing that might need them to lock the place down. And then, immediately after that action, I'm going to see if I can get the fuck out of here because if there's going to be a lockdown, I do not want to be inside when it happens.
1: Sure. Um, okay, cool. Just go ahead, uh, roll me another brains, uh, DeSoto of eight. Sure. Actually, seven yep. because you're outside. You can kind of hear them. All right
2: Rah. all right, that's a three, mm. but uh I really want this information, so i'm gonna go ahead and meet the crunchy point difference i'm gonna go ahead and feed four uh, tokens here into the Nigel machine, sure. just gonna put put one in its mouth and uh pull down on the arm and here and make the om nom nom noise
1: so um you kind of hear them mentioning um he seemed fine this morning, he actually helped us out um and, like, I don't know, he's just kind of, like, he just lost his shit, and he's just, uh, going after people, and, like, no one's been able to knock him down. What the
2: fuck? Is there a location mentioned? Or, like, do I know where this is happening? Um,
1: no, but, um, as he's saying that, there's a loud crashing noise of glass happening in the interrogation room that you're standing next to. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and cut back over to KR and Jamal. Your your parents just, they're standing in front of the doorway, letting, uh, just kind of very serious and tense. And they say, and they let you know that this is your guys' burden and that you guys should probably take a seat. Um, your dad's going over and just kind of picking up the table. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so we're still in the same moment then as when yeah. the show ended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: And, and and they're at the the PTA uh, meeting hall, not the not damn Zero. No, right? They're or. at
1: the PTA still. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. I misspoke in the intro goof. Then I'll just I'll just do a retake on that later. Because
0: um, uh, so fun fact in my mind, PTA and the Bobs, at least when I like thought up the town, across mm. the street from each other. So you could definitely <laughs> yeah. say that the the parking lot camera has a front facing view for what was happening in the PTA building.
2: Right. Like it's like a supermarket. Yeah. yeah, that catches the subway across the corner yeah. that got robbed yeah. the other day. Yeah, absolutely. I say that saves a lot of work for yeah. me. Cool. I
3: yell, I'm not sitting down. Someone better start talking.
0: I I I I look at him and I'm like I think that's what they're about to do. And I go and sit down.
3: <laughs> I say Fair enough, but I'm still not sitting down. Out of principle. <laughs> okay, then!
1: <laughs> uh, so, um... You guys sit down, right? Except for no, Jamal. I am <laughs> <laughs> well, not done
2: talking. <laughs> yeah, Nigel, I don't know if you've been listening, but Jamal <laughs> emphatically <laughs> does not sit down.
1: Um, uh, and they start to tell you, um... Well, uh this is something that normally we would discuss, uh, when you're 18 and you guys are legally ready for this, but, um, we, I like, and, uh, the dad's kind of hesitant. This is KR's dad talking. Uh, he kind of looks over at his wife cause they're like, this is something your father should tell you. But, um, given what you just dealt with, I think he would forgive us right now for saying this. um, the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, we come from a long line of witches, warlocks, sorcerers. And they kind of go quiet and they're staring at you guys.
3: okay I that's 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 cool what does it have to do with us
1: um they, they they're they both kind of surprised how why well you're taking this actually they're like okay um well uh with this town um we have to protect our kind um this isn't anything that like it's not like flying brooms. It's not what you guys think of it when, with the movies you've seen. This isn't Wizard of Oz. Um, but we have to use it um, to stop creatures... They, they both look at each other very like sternly. There are, there, are, there are creatures that we call strangers that live amongst the outskirts of this town um that are constantly coming after us it's 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 hard to describe and they come as different sizes and shapes but it's something that our responsibility is to stop them from getting the children
3: is that what the ceremony is about
1: yes in in ways that is uh as as what we know to this point um we are that was for us to stop that one particular creature from getting everybody so it's so i i know you're confused jamal and concerned it, it, it's, it's a lot for us to kind of like unload on you but this is when we say it's for the betterment of the town we do mean it this is what we know and uh this is just to protect you guys. We we try to make it to where you have a normal life as much as possible. What we know is normal and we have ways of stopping these creatures and protecting you guys from them. But the book is
0: gone. Is that is that why such crazy shit has been happening in town in the last three weeks, I guess?
1: Um... Their parents, your parents, kind of look at you and they go, "Um, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, and no. We we don't want you to feel like this is your fault, sweetheart. Like this, you didn't do anything wrong. Um, like the book was what helped with that creature, for sure. But um, it's it helps us with a protection spell as well." in that book. And, um, unfortunately that is starting to fade around our town. Um, the creatures that are able to track us down, the strangers that are able to, that want to hurt us and consume us, um, are now able to start seeing us and where we are.
3: And you don't think that's not an important thing to tell us that we're, potentially being stalked by these things, and that maybe they're kidnapping us and putting us in another dimension for three weeks. I don't know. That just seems like important information.
0: Or or forcing us to do these protection spells to protect children in this town without ever actually telling us why we are doing it or what we are protecting against. Uh, it-
1: the mother your mother looks at you and she says in this situation ignorance is bliss and the truth is um we find that uh children's innocence tend to work much more efficiently when it comes to spells and like we we are sorry like we every like we try to make it to where um It's as easy as, like, we try to make it a celebration almost, like, but, like, to where we ease you guys into it. It's it's the same thing when you guys found out about Santa Claus in a way, except that Santa Claus wants to eat you.
3: Oh, great. That's one more thing I have to worry about now.
1: No, 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 no. That's not what she said.
0: I, I stand up and I look at them and I say, You think this was has been a celebration for me? You think I've enjoyed ever doing this? When I touched that book, it felt like like something was eating away inside me. Something was eating away at my hands. And you think you think that we enjoyed doing this? You think we want to do this? I have of had course. an incredible burden placed upon me. I can't sleep at night thinking about what is living with inside that forest Mm -hmm. and the book's gone now. And now you're telling me that, uh Oh, we're, we're fucked. And
3: I have not been the same since that ceremony. That shit has fucked with me too.
1: They're, they're looking at you, uh, your dad, um, kind of like, he nods his head and he goes, you, you're both right. Um, this isn't ideal, but this is what we have to do to survive. Um, and like, he looks at UKR, he's like, your mother shared the same burden as you did. And the only reason why is because you are one of the strongest that would be able to take this burden on. Um, in the past, we've had horrible accidents happen to other people. Um, it's it's not ideal, but it's what we have to do to make it. Um, as they say that there's a knock on the door. Your mother gets up and answers the door and, um, it's, uh, Marshall Redwood standing there and he's got a box in his hand. Uh, Jamal, uh, go ahead. Roll me a brains. Uh, two. Five. Okay, cool. Uh, you could clearly see it's a first aid kit. Um, he comes, he steps into the room and he goes, um, uh, Look, that looks really bad. Um, I noticed it while we were driving. Um, Can I help you with that?
3: Um. Are there any nurses? I would prefer a nurse.
1: Um. Yeah, but she's kind of mad right now eating donuts. So, like, I'm trained in this as well. So.
3: Fine. Just. Got any drugs? Because I'm in a lot of pain. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. Some whiskey. He, uh,
1: he, he pulls out, like, a bottle. He pulls out two white pills. He says, this is going to help you. Um. yippee So, um, are you going to, you going to take them or not?
3: 100%.
1: Cool. <laughs> uh, go ahead, roll me a grit. Uh, Jamal of uh, six. Three. Um, you take the pills and you notice um, they taste minty. And as you notice that, um, uh, the marshal grabs your hand and pops your pinky back into place. And you let out a yelp.
3: Ooh, I spit my mints out of ice cream
1: uh he uh he hands he opens the the first aid kit and he has um bandages as well as um cloth for your pinky
3: okay um i try to collect myself and i say Obviously, you guys know about Pirate Timmy. Does he have anything to do with these "quote unquote" strangers?
1: Um, KR's parents looks really um kind of purpo- like un very actually. You roll me a brains of uh four, both of you guys. I rolled uh
0: nine. They rolled a three, but I
3: will use a crunchy point.
1: Okay. Uh, you can see that uh, they both look uncomfortable. Um, you, uh, your your mom speaks up, Kr, and she goes, "Um, it, it's better not to really bring him up. Um, uh, it it didn't look good for you guys, but um, and like she she looks over at the marshal." He closes the door. Uh, he said, uh, it did not look good what I saw with you three. Um, the town kind of found out and they they all think you guys killed Pirate Timmy. Um, we had a funeral for him a few weeks ago. Um, but what people do not know is that his body was not in there.
3: Okay, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> Was Pirate Timmy one of these strangers?
1: Um, uh, they say n- absolutely not. Pirate Timmy is a child of Spencer's Folly. He just got into some rough stuff. We don't exactly understand what he got into. But what we do know right now is his body is missing.
0: How is that possible? His uh, head got chopped off. We were like, there. That's why we got arrested. Or uh, not arrested.
1: Nobody got arrested. Uh, the marshal says. Nobody got arrested. Uh, you guys are being detained. It was a very tough situation I had to deal with for you guys. So that's Again, all that happened. you're here.
0: not answering our question. Mm-hmm. How is he gone? His head got chopped off.
1: We don't know. Uh, we'll go back over to DeSoto. Uh, there is mm-hmm. you hear glass shattering. Um, I want you to go ahead and roll me a flight of okay of uh five. A
2: big old scrombulation. Uh, quick question: Am I still in handcuffs?
1: Uh. No, your mom, uh, had taken off your handcuffs when she had gotten in there.
2: Oh, okay. I'm sorry, what, what am I trying to hit? A six.
1: Oh wait, did I say six? No, five I said six? five. oof. I
2: think. Five? Okay, well my die is the six, that's Ah, oh, that's a
1: five! Nice. Um, so you're able to, um, scramble away from the door. Uh, and the closest thing to you is the bathroom. Um, and you hear, uh, the three, yeah, the three cops come like running in and, um, screaming. You're hearing fire, uh, shots being fired. Uh, okay.
2: Well, so the, the, D- the family de Soto has a lot of mottos uh most famously of course uhsnitcham and mm-hmm. stitchem uh work until your family forgets you and another one that is not usually so relevant in modern life but I think still carries some weight today run and live mm-hmm. um is another proud one, but the thing is Maman is still here, and uh I am. Very angry with her for a number of what I consider to be perfectly legitimate reasons, but I am not leave her to possibly be murdered by Mm -hmm. something angry, especially considering what I saw happen to Pirate Timmy and the implication that there is a larger weirdness Mm -hmm. afoot. So uh, do you mean to tell me that these um, these coppers come spilling into the bathroom? No,
1: they went into the uh, where you're being the investigation room and they start you hear shots being fired.
2: Uh, The room where I heard the scrombulation or the room I was in?
1: Both are the same things.
2: Oh, so the noise came from the room I was Correct. in.
1: Oh, I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I thought there was a different room across mm, the hall. It was a bathroom okay. that's across, um, and then the fire exit.
2: I see. Okay, is there anything here in the bathroom that I could feasibly use as a weapon? Uh, um, is there like a janitor's closet? Um,
1: go ahead, roll me a brains of ten. Okay.
2: Uh that is a 12 on my 12. I'm going to go ahead and explode that. Nice. See if I can find Excalibur.
1: Uh
2: that's a 5, so 17.
1: Yeah. Um so uh as you're sc- scanning around, uh you see two potential things. It's just uh urinals and stalls. And um you see uh the what are those called? The hand dryer is a little loose on the wall. Mm-hmm. And also you see the toilet seat and the stall, uh, that the door is open is also loose. So like those are your mm. two options at the moment.
2: Uh, the toilets, do, do the, the backs of them, the tanks have like a separate lid that comes off, like a big heavy ceramic motherfucker?
1: Mm-hmm. The- yeah, I'm taking one of okay, those. Cool. Um,
2: scrawl. That's the sound it makes when you peel As you
1: do that, you hear uh, a toilet flush two stalls down from you. Did I
2: Wit mm-hmm. Nigel, was this bathroom designated? Or uh well, I mean, if there well, okay, well if there's urinals, then it's a then it's either a men's room or a common use mm-hmm. room. Um Okay. Then I'm not going to worry about that. I don't have time to deal with whoever that is. Uh, so I am going to head back out, um, back into the room and see what the hell is happening in here. And if something is trying to kill my fucking cop mother.
1: Okay. Um, so you're going to go back into the investigation room.
2: I mean, I don't see that I have a choice. The honor of my various bloods demand it. Sure.
1: Um. As, okay. Uh, go ahead. Um, as you're entering Uh, the room there is smoke everywhere and um, uh there is three uh bodies on the ground um they have been horribly um carved up Uh. and there's one of them that is kind of gargling in the corner
2: Mm. minty uh I look around, do I see any sort of monstro or or creature that might have done this to them or any the the perpetrator of this carnage?
1: Um actually um <laughs> you you as go ahead, roll me a brains. Let's see how much you do see actually. Um I need you to roll me a brains of ten. Okay, dokes. That's a five. Um, I really
2: want to be good at looking, but I think it's more narratively interesting if I don't have all the answers. So, okay, I'll take the crunchums.
1: Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. You got your two crunchums. Um,
2: hooray. Chomp chomp.
1: Uh, unfortunately, one of the lights were damaged, so it's pretty dark in there. Um, and okay. there is a lot of blood. Um, and you've actually, sure. um, stepped in some of that blood as you walked in
2: gross okay but is there not i mean there's not like evidently a monster here in the room with me right like i check the the ceiling and similar
1: uh you only see a white light um kind of in the room and then through where the glass was the window in that room there's a there's a red glow coming from there mm-hmm.
2: okay um i go to the nearest fallen body um if it's a cop, does he have like a uh like a like a like a what do you call it? Like a nightstick kind of thing?
1: Um yeah, he he does. Uh there's also a few guns that are on the ground currently.
2: I am very torn about that mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um
1: Take the guy. Uh Steve
2: take The guy Steve uh pit. Pitch me, pitch me an appeal to chaos here. Give me, give me a compelling
3: reason I should take this gun. Well, guns are pretty easy to kill things.
2: That's true. Also pretty easy to get you killed.
3: Uh, you are in a police station, however, and that could get you killed. Yeah, but then again, there's something in here that's killing people already.
0: If I could also offer a suggestion, Casey, has DeSoto ever fired a gun before?
2: Um, I think probably, yes, he has. Mm. Uh, his dad was a gunsman and his mother, you know what? Okay, so his dad was a gunsman because of his line of work and his mother, being a cop, did instill in him proper, like, safety arms training and stuff like that. So he knows how to safely handle a gun. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Then I take, um, I take one of the guns, make sure the safety is on. Mm. And put it in my coat pocket. I'm not just walking around with it out. I am, however, going to uh take two nightsticks if I can find them. Are they the straight kind or like the tonfa kind with the handle that comes out at 90 degrees? Uh, the
1: 90 degree ones.
2: Okay, then I take two of them and I hold one like a weapon and I hold other like... So the bar is going across my forearm so I can use it to, sure. to shield myself. As necessary. you go for
1: the second one, the person with... um uh, that's gurgling grabs your wrist and like right. they like they take their hand ah! off of their arm to grab you and they start bleeding a lot but they say um uh, you just they're managed to say don't go and then their hand loosens and then they slip away
2: all right well I mean, I didn't go, (laughs) and then they did, so I feel like I held up my end of that bargain. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, then I take uh, take the stuff I was looking for, and... (sighs) Do I see anything that would indicate, or has Maman ever spoken to me about, like, being on the other side of the interrogation glass? Like, do I have any reason to believe she would maybe be in that room, or had been?
1: Um... I mean, she's uh, she's kept you safe to the best of the ability. You're, this isn't any, a job that she has that she can bring your kid to work kind of a day type stuff. No, I know. But um, Okay. So where uh, it's a possibility, but you know that you saw her leave out that one door. Um, unfortunately, um, the door is opening currently.
2: Okay, the door leading out mm-hmm. to the hall. Okay. Um. Alright, I would like to stand visibly in the in the center of the room, uh face face the door. Uh wanna real quick, I wanna put both of the night six in the coats of my pocket and have my hands up.
1: Okay.
2: Um Can I do like a flight to do say, that
1: quickly. Roll me a uh a six to do that. Oh
2: jeez, dog. Okay. <laughs> That's my whole die. Come on, purple. Hey, that's a six. Hot damn.
1: Well done, explode sir. I do you explode?
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you, Tony. blow. That's a four. So that's a ten. Perfect. So I do so stylishly.
1: Stylishly and with a cool little, um, from, uh, through the room, a, a gun is drawn on you and it's, um, hands up, uh, a scared looking, uh, rookie. Like he's kind of like a little, like you see, he's, Profusely sweating and pointing, um, and you can see there's a little bit of toilet paper on his shoe.
2: <laughs> oh, buddy! And he goes, "Don't, don't oh, move! Don't from... move!
1: Don't move!" Um, oh God! I'm um, not
2: moving. I am not moving. Uh, Officer, my name, my name is Jubilee DeSoto. I am the son of
1: Detective Remy DeSoto. Oh God, it's the kid! Oh God, it's him! Um, he goes to shout for backup. Um, you see an axe getting slammed oh, into his head and yeah, his body drops oh, to the fuck ground. The...
2: Oh, God, no. Is there nothing I can do to try to prevent this senseless murder? No.
1: We cut back over to... <laughs> oh, no! Uh, <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> Powerless in the face of death, like Rusty Venture before uh, me. We cut back to Jamal, getting his finger bandaged. Uh... uh...
2: How do you bandage a skeletonized? No, pinky? it's just not, the, it's not a
0: cocoa you know, finger. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's a cocoa finger. It's a cocoa bone. I went to roll my brains uh, to yeah. sense the deception in these adults about Pirate Timmy.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, roll me a charm of ten, or brains. Sorry, a brains of uh, six, five.
3: And I will use my last crunchy point. My last crunchy point.
1: You're sure? Okay, cool.
3: Wait, um, now, now I'm not? You guys gotta start being bad at rolls. Now I'm not. When the DM asks you, are you sure?
2: The, well, yeah, the
3: answer is no. When the DM asks
2: if you're sure. No, the answer
0: it. is an emphatic yes if the DM
1: asks if you're sure. Because that yes. makes interesting I, stories. I, I, I am. It depends on who's running. You gonna use your crunchy point or you're not?
3: Yeah, I am. I wanna see if I like, throw some like, sweating... Like, eyes um, won't make eye contact, like anything that can give me a hint of no, fair. Um, uh,
1: you could tell KR's parents, um, they genuinely don't know. Uh, Marshall Redwood, though, is a little, uh, stern, but you, like, you feel you could trust both of them, but Marshall Redwood's not telling you everything that he knows.
3: Um, I look at Marshall Redwood and I say, "You know something. You know something about Pirate Timmy. This is not the time to hide any information."
1: Um, he kind of looks uh, over at them, and he don't looks look at them. At look at
3: me. Don't look at them. Look at me.
1: Listen <laughs> I'm here, the kid. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen. You can uh look back can, at them.
2: Look back at me. You can
1: puff your chest out to your dad all you want it doesn't fly with me. I will tell you what I know, but I don't need your attitude with it. You got me?
3: Uh
1: I'm here to help. How's your finger feel by the way?
3: It hurts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was like he kind of shrugs. He goes, "Ah, maybe you're not like your dad after all." Um but he goes, "Yeah, um unfortunately uh Timothy's body is missing. Um, We got it to the coroner's. um, And him and the coroner are missing right now. That's what we know.
3: Ooh. Uh, Is there something you want to do, K.R., before I make my next move? Nope. All right. I look at my dad. Your
1: dad's not
3: there. Oh, I thought he was. Yeah, he's turned off. Yeah.
0: It's just been my parents.
3: He, he, no, he
2: displayed an emotion earlier and so it had to run away immediately.
3: Yeah. Okay. Then I look to KR's dad and I point to him and I want to intimidate about spider and what he knows about it.
1: Um, cool. Ooh. Go ahead. Uh, I guess I'll make that as your charm, which seems fun. Uh, Roll me a sixteen.
3: Sixteen, baby. Nicely done. God damn.
1: Um you uh he turns kind of ashen and he just he kind of looks up and he goes Um <sighs> Look, um that thing goes by a lot of names, so um that is a that is a creature that has been captured before. That's prone to escaping, um, but that has been more helpful than not.
3: Mm. So, is why does it want to be friends? And is he your friend? Because uh, he definitely mentioned you guys.
1: He um he kind of uh uh he looks kind of sick actually. And he goes, um that's just how it talks and it um it's just the game it's playing. But if you play it, you can win what it gives you. So yeah, your dad and I have met it before. It's it it's not good news. I don't recommend you going back to there, but I I pull out one of my books they say, "Can you read the? Can you read this?" And I um, hand it to him. He, uh, your dad, gets up immediately and backs up to the wall. He goes, um, I, I, "I, I, 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 I can't, I can't, um, I can't." And then he gets up and he leaves the room. Your mom, uh, kind of, um, she. Uh, she kind of pulls you in and she goes it, it was something that happened when he was a kid um he, he got lost in the forest and um a lot of kids died because of it so like um it's something he doesn't like to talk about and he, he ended up having to having to talk to it so um and she's like he talked to it in the forest uh no in 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 where you, you guys potentially like, she's like confused because she's like, this is the thing. um. There are doorways to get to it that aren't just through the library. And um, you guys just so happen to be able to find that one doorway. Can you tell me why we were in that room for five
0: minutes and three weeks go by?
1: Um, uh she she looks up at both of you guys and she says it's uh yeah it's the only way we really know how to contain it is with a time spell does that mean that there are more locations
0: in this town like that that okay so i've been operating under this assumption for my entire life i mean not for my entire life ever since i got the book that what I do and what we're doing protects the kids in this town. Mm -hmm. We're stopping them from going into the forest. We're stopping them from entering that veil uh, and never returning. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that that is not the only reason why kids are disappearing in this town? And that's not the only reason and, and that they may not actually be gone. They just may be in some other time.
1: Go ahead, roll me a brains, uh, KR, okay. of 10. Oof.
0: I rolled a 14.
1: Well done. Nice. Uh, your mother just kind of nods, um, and she goes, Have you never wondered why there aren't any missing posters? It's just posters that say, Have you seen me?
0: Thought they were eaten. it's it's I, I not
1: assumed just, that
0: whatever lies in the forest ate them or whatever it does
1: it uh, yeah that happens too honey but also there's pockets around and people fall into them
0: is is it possible then that that um shelly and what was what was fucking but, Audie's dad's name robert Shelly and Robert's son isn't actually gone, but trapped in one of these pockets. Is it possible that Franny Frosch is trapped in one of these pockets? That, uh, uh, Carly Figueroa is trapped in one of these pockets?
1: Oh, um.
2: And nobody else.
0: Well, no, uh... those are the, those are the, the, the four people that KR specifically dealt with. In mm. right. in his time as this like, right. like the thing that's been haunted. If
2: other people are trapped, you do not care about them. Um,
1: she... Fuck you, she... Casey. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, um, anything's possible, but if um, the longest we've had people go missing for is about a year or so, so maybe, honey. But on- honestly, um, it's not looking good for any of them.
3: I want to see these spells.
1: Um she kind of stands up uh and she says um I I want to show you this but I can't it has to be up for a vote.
3: Okay, is everyone present other than my dad?
1: Yeah. Um she's like uh she looks at Marshall Redwood, he nods and leaves the room. And she goes, only one is present now. Uh we're going to go ahead and cut back over to DeSoto. But the democromancy. Um the the rookie's body crashes onto the ground. Oh, um just wide-eyed and terrified. Um the door starts to creak open. What would you like to do? Uh,
2: well presumably whoever asked that man a question um (laughs) is gonna try to come in here to retrieve his chopper so i am going to uh step and square myself i'm gonna step like back to the to the back wall opposite the door i'm gonna square with the door frame uh, I'm gonna pull out the gun and like, see here's, here's the thing. Uh, Remy and DeSoto do not get along in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but, uh, she has always been very careful to make sure that he understands guns and knows how to use them safely and has respect for them like he does for absolutely nothing else. And um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but, so, he, this is, like, a muscle memory thing. He knows, he knows safety, he knows slide, he knows gun terms that Casey doesn't, because Casey does not like guns. Um, so, he's just gonna do all that, and, and square immediately on the doorway, and you know what? I think he does weaver stance, not isosceles. He's got a shoulder problem. Makes it easier.
1: Um, okay, cool. With that, then, um, I need you to roll me a... I'm guessing with weapons, we're going fight.
2: Um, I mean, I would say... I, I, I would argue for brains just because it's, like, a muscle memory thing, and I'm letting that take over and letting Memo's training, like, guide sure. me. Um, If you think fight is more appropriate, I'll, do, you know, I'll bow to your I'll decision, of course. I'll do brains
1: for your posture. I'll do fight when it comes okay. to if you're gonna fire the weapon. So... As far Fair enough. as that, sure. Go ahead and roll me a brains of eight. Alright.
2: Alright, well that's a two either way. Um this, mm, I don't know. This is real important. I don't want to accidentally shoot anybody, so yeah, I'm gonna give you a bunch of crunchums. Um I'm gonna give you the six crunchums necessary to get up to eight, and I want to be emphatically clear about this. Uh finger is not on the trigger finger Mm. on the trigger guard okay cool
1: um so you're poised you're ready um the figure you see um pulls the axe out of the rookie's head um steps in the room Ah. uh, and walks with a bloody axe and his eyes are missing and goes oh "Oh, hey bud How's it going? The only kids on bikes podcast that t- sometimes rides bikes through an 80s teen horror movies, such as. Fuck. I gotta retake that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you done gone stumbled me. <laughs> <laughs> Got <laughs> it guys you gone Podcast broke nigel gone,
2: stumble and blood on the court all it took Sunrise was me drinking tea lady. and
1: water and not going to the restroom delightful <laughs> okay all right uh it's peculiar objects